accomplished, sort of, on this episode of the Locked On Aggies podcast. You are Locked On Aggies, your daily podcast on the Texas A&M Aggies, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up? Welcome back to the Locked On Aggies podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, Joey Ikes. Thanks so much for making Locked On Aggies your first listen. The Aggies got to 1-0 on Saturday against the San Houston State Bearcats. So in that sense, mission accomplished. We knew, and we talked about that on this show, that the Aggies were going to have a very tough opponent in Sam Houston. That the number of of big-time college football transfers who transferred to Sam Houston State over the last few years, including this past year, meant that they had a roster that could be competitive especially at certain positions. A name that we mentioned several times was B.J. Foster, who winds up making a pretty big play. But A&M was able to get the job done. They won on Saturday 31 to nothing. It's pretty hard to um, come down too hard on a team that won a game by five possessions and shut the opponent out. But there's some questions on this AM team coming out of this game. Primarily, one of the things that we thought was going to be a strength, one of the things that we talked about, especially over at Aggies Wire, about what AM needed to do on offense and defense to win the game, and not even just to win the game, but to show the signs that we needed to see, one of those things was dominate the line of scrimmage. On defense, mission accomplished. Success. The longest play that Sam Houston State had on the entire day was an 18-yard fake punt. Okay. Other than that, the only real semblance of any sort of sustainable offense that Sam Houston State had was the quarterback run game. And a lot of that was related to scrambles and things like that, that were outside of the, outside of the design, outside of scheme. But on offense, they definitely did not control the line of scrimmage. The offensive line struggled significantly with the movement up front from Sam Houston State. One of the things that Sam Houston State does from a schematic perspective is, especially on the interior, they slant and stunt their defensive linemen to move gaps and to crash down inside to disrupt the inside run game. And they were able to execute that against A&M. Now, Bryce Foster missed the game on Saturday due to an illness. 
Um, but Matt Wyckoff, the guy who played center in the game, has taken almost every first team rep at center since the spring. We've gone through this conversation several times, but Bryce Foster is also a uh, a track and field competitor for AM. He throws a shot put in discus and was pursuing a national championship. He's that level of athlete uh, in those events during the spring. So he missed spring ball. And then he comes into fall camp and winds up injured and misses a significant portion of fall camp. And once he works his way back in, spends his time with the second team, not the first team. So maybe Matt Wyckoff starting at center against Sam Houston State was the plan all along. But there was no Bryce Foster to fall back on this this week. And that definitely played a part in the offensive line issues. This Matt Wyckoff is a guy who has not played a ton of football at the college level. And I think it showed in terms of diagnosing and handling the action on the inside. And then you compound that with the fact that a, you have a young quarterback behind him, so he's not necessarily – he's in his third start, played his second full game of college football um, in the in the game, Haynes King. We'll talk about him probably in our next segment. But the offensive line then rotated the right guard with Layden Robinson and Jordan Moko. And Layden Robinson is a guy who – was a preseason All-American from just about every entity that puts together one of those teams. Preseason All-American, preseason All-Conference, showed up in a lot of first rounds of early mock drafts, and he's being rotated out. Now, he did miss a significant amount of time in camp, so maybe there's a dynamic of maybe he wasn't ready to handle 70, 80 snaps on offense at right guard. Maybe. But they just they didn't run the ball well at all. Devin A. Chain averaged about one yard per rush before contact against Sam Houston State. We're not talking about Georgia. We're not talking about Arkansas or even Appalachian State. We're not talking about Alabama. We're talking about Sam Houston State. Less than one yard per carry before contact. Now, coming out in the second half after the three-hour almost lightning and rain-related delay, the Aggies came out with a clear intention on their first possession of the second half to run the ball, and move the ball down the field on the ground. And they were able to do that. Um, But there's real concern at this point. As the Aggies move into a much more difficult portion of their schedule, they do have Appalachian State coming up. But if you watched App State play North Carolina last week, like I did, you know that that is going to be no cakewalk for the Aggies when App State comes to College Station. So the Aggies absolutely have to get this offensive line situation, 
specifically the interior of this offensive line situation, worked out. And maybe it resolves itself as Bryce Foster is inserted back as the center and Layden Robinson becomes the full-time right guard, and away we go. Maybe that's what happens. We better hope it's what happens, and Steve Adazio has some work to do if that's not what happens, or if that's not the plan to insert those two back in as your two most highly regarded interior offensive linemen. Neither of them played full-time in the game, and one of them didn't play at all. So there's an issue there. And it showed up on the ground specifically. They gave up some pressure, caused Haynes to to float some balls that uh, he otherwise would have been able to get his body into that you know weren't able to be completed. But they've got to get this offensive line thing worked out because if you can't dominate the line of scrimmage against Sam Houston State – and there's not a course correction, you have problems coming when you get into the meat of the SEC schedule. We're going to talk about the rest of the offense and the great things that the offense did against Sam Houston State, led by Haynes King and Anai Smith. But first, if you haven't tried Built Bar Puffs yet, you are depriving yourself of one of life's greatest joys. And guess what? There's a new flavor. Ready? Delicious, indulgent, Cookie dough. Yep. Covered in chocolate. That's right. Built has done it again. Let me introduce you to your new favorite. Cookie dough chunk puffs have a light and chewy texture, real cookie dough chunks, and of course, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. All the joys of eating cookie dough without the hassle of making it, plus it's healthy for you. Cookie dough chunk puffs are only 160 calories and have a whopping 15 grams of protein in them. Run to Built.com today to snag a box for you and the family. It'll be the perfect treat, or you can find a really good hiding place and just hoard them for yourself. That's probably what I would do. Like all Built Bars, the new Cookie Dough Chunk Puff is covered in 100% real chocolate. That means they're healthy and tasty. Chocolate-covered cookie dough with light, fluffy texture. So stinking good. What's great about Built is that all the bars are made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of health benefits. Eat something that tastes good and is good for you. You're going to love the new cookie dough chunk puff. Whether you need a snack for your workout, a late night treat, or just need to grab a quick bite, Built is the perfect protein bar, and they taste better than a candy bar. Ditch the calories, fat, and sugar, and grab yourself a Built bar. We do have a new code. Go to Built.com. The new code is LOCKEDON15. Get 15% off your order with promo code LOCKEDON15. One of the other keys to the game for AM that is also a key to the season as a whole was can they generate explosive passing plays on offense? And the answer to that question is without a doubt an overwhelmingly resounding yes. They had, for context, as many passing plays of 40 yards or more in the game against Sam Houston State on Saturday as they had in 2021 for the full season at three. The first score of the game, 
Yul Keith Brown lines up in the slot, runs a slot fade down the left sideline, and Haynes King delivers a perfect ball, catch, run, 66-yard touchdown pass. Aggies lead 7 to nothing. Then, leading 10 to nothing, going into late in the second quarter, Anaya Smith runs up the seam. Beautiful ball from Haynes King with a little bit of a coverage breakdown from Sam Houston. Haynes King delivers a perfect pass. Anaya Smith catches it. Here comes Yul Keith Brown again, delivering a beautiful block to spring Anaya Smith for this time a 63-yard touchdown pass. And then in the second half, back to Anaya Smith for another 40-plus-yard touchdown pass. This is exactly what you wanted to see from the AM passing game. Combine Anaya Smith's 165 yards receiving, over 160 yards receiving. Haynes King completed over 60% of his passes, 364 yards, three touchdowns, did throw two interceptions. We talked about how he needed to do a good job of protecting the football and that that was part of the consistency aspect that we were sure Jimbo Fisher was looking for from his second-year starting quarterback. But we got to remember he's starting his third game, playing only his second full game. Evan Stewart showed up. Chris Marshall showed up. It was exactly what you were hoping to see from a position group, the wide receivers, that you feel like for the first time in Jimbo Fisher's entire tenure in College Station was going to be a strength for the football team. And they showed up that way. Both true freshmen showed up. Chase Lane made a couple of nice plays. It was a wonderful day for the Aggies pass catchers. And Evan Stewart was a couple of balls away from a 140 or 150-yard day of his own. There were two balls specifically on deep post type, skinny post seam type patterns where the touch from Haynes King was not quite right on the pass and it cost them the opportunity for a huge play. One of those was batted down on a bit of a skinny post from the slot where Stewart was open and if the ball goes over the top, it's probably a touchdown. Instead, it gets knocked down. The second one, he runs another deep post. Ball goes a little bit flat. And B.J. Foster, the former five-star safety who was at the University of Texas until last year, we talked about him a lot last week. He comes flying over, gets in front, gets between Stewart and the ball, interception, ends a drive early in the game that would have made, would have really, that interception on that play was, he intercepted it at the two-yard line. Momentum carried him in the end zone. He ran it back out a little bit. That interception at that part was, is really the difference probably in us feeling like A&M came out and absolutely blew the doors off of Sam Houston and the way we feel today where they won, they played relatively well, but there was, sort of a lot left in terms of things to be desired from what we see from AM on the offensive side of the ball. That one throw probably makes a huge difference. That ball goes over the top. 
and Stewart catches it. And we're talking about a uh, an 80 or 90 yard day from the true freshman and a 400 yard day from Haynes King and a almost 40 point or more victory. And it's a little bit of a different feeling coming into Monday as we head and look towards Appalachian State over the rest of the week. On the defensive side of the ball, this AM defense is, at least for week one, has been everything it has advertised to be. The AM defense absolutely eliminated anything and everything that Sam Houston State tried to do, other than some quarterback run action from the Sam Houston State quarterback. The longest play of the game for the Aggies defense that they gave up was an 18-yard run by the punter on a fake punt late in the game. An 18-yard run was the longest play, and it was on a fake punt. The Aggies' defense looked fast. They were physical. The coverage was great. Tons of true freshmen got on the field and made impacts in this game. Walter Nolan, L.D. Overton, Shamar Stewart, Denver Harris, Smoke Bowie. Tons of these guys got on the field. The leading rusher – I will say it this way. The second leading rusher – in terms of yardage for the Bearcats was the punter. That's unbelievable. Jordan Yates, the quarterback, averaged 3.3 yards per attempt, was 14 of 18, completed only 50% of his passes, for 91 total passing yards. No touchdowns. Threw an interception. Jordan Gilbert, nice play on the tip drill. Now, Jordan Yates did, like I said, was able to carry the ball 14 times for 60 yards on the ground. If you would take the fake punt out and just say pure offensive plays, the Bearcats didn't clear. 90 yards on the ground and had 91 yards through the air. 181 yards of offense or 180 yards of offense on the ground or on the day for Sam Houston State. This is exactly what you wanted to see from the AM defense. They legitimately overwhelmed this Sam Houston State offensive team. Even with a quarterback like Jordan Yates, who transferred from Georgia Tech, has seen big-time college football before, transfer wide receivers, big-time players, and the AM defense absolutely overwhelmed them. Antonio Johnson, Damani Richardson, we've talked about these guys so much and what they are on the defensive side of the ball. And they absolutely – flew 
around the field. Just complete domination. They forced a fumble, recovered it, two takeaways, domination up front in the running game, domination in coverage through the air in the passing game. Just were all over Jordan Yates in the passing game, even if the sack numbers don't reflect that. The level of disruption that they caused up front was remarkable. It was exactly what you want to see from a defense in this type of game to kick off the season. And the fact that they were able to roll so many of those freshmen in and get them meaningful they, – the freshmen weren't playing when it was 31 to nothing midway through the fourth quarter. The freshmen were playing when it was 0-0 zero to zero in, the first in the first quarter before A&M was even on the board. These guys were getting on the field. And that's exactly what you want to see when you bring in this massively huge recruiting class. You want those guys to be in position to make an impact as early as possible. And you want them to be in position to make an impact when you get later in the season into these SEC matchups that are going to determine whether you wind up being the 10-2 and two New Year's Six Bowl team or the 8-4 and four team that the nation wants to say that you are. Those true freshmen might be the difference. And on both the offensive side of the ball with Evan Stewart and Chris Marshall, as well as all three of the freshman tight ends got in the game. And on the defensive side of the ball with Walter Nolan and that crew, they were able to get massively meaningful snaps in a game that for a good portion of it was well contested against an opponent that brought some some interesting things scheme-wise to the table, and they successfully handled it. They get to go back, look at the tape, and then turn around and get ready for a really good offense in Appalachian State that put up over 60 points in a loss on North Carolina and were two missed two-point conversions in the last minute and a half or so of that game from beating North Carolina to kick off the game. At, at, or to kick off the season at App State. Now they come to College Station, little different atmosphere, little step up in competition in terms of North Carolina to AM, but there's also a step up in competition for AM from Sam Houston State to Appalachian State. And we have seen that team jump up and bite really, really highly ranked teams. And AM is going to have to come out, be locked in, and be ready to go when the time comes next week. We will get you guys all ready for that game as we get the rest of the way through the week. Aggies are 1-0. Things are good. We'll get this offensive line thing worked out. Thanks so much for listening today. I am your host, Joey Ikes. Again, you can find me on Twitter at Joey Ikes. That's J-O-E-Y-I-C-K-E-S. You can follow the show at Locked On Aggies. You can read my writing about all things Texas A&M at aggieswire.usatoday.com. We've got all the games covered there, too. Follow us on YouTube. Find us on your podcast platform of choice, Locked on Aggies, in all of those places. Like, comment, share, subscribe, rate, and review. Hit the notification bell 
So you get notified every time we publish a new video. Thank you so much. Now that you have made Locked On Aggies your first listen, now for your second listen, go check out the Ultimate Pro Football Preview 2022, an eight-episode extravaganza to get you ready for the NFL season. The local team experts of Locked On Podcast Network, plus a betting angle from Lee Sterling of Locked On Bets, all combining into the Ultimate NFL Preview Search for Ultimate Pro Football Preview 2022 on your Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.